0: Hey, hey! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Moments with Darrow, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, and uplift you. Today's conversation is with a lady who is a seventh grade school teacher, turned eight-figure CEO, and a passionate advocate for helping female CEOs build profitable businesses powered by purpose. She has coached over 5,000 women on how to live their purpose, lead with their strength, and create businesses they love so that they can thrive personally and professionally. Welcome onto the show, Tricia. Thank you so much, Nadira, for having me. It's an honor to be here. So before we have the conversation, or rather dive deeper, what's one lesson that you learned as a child? Oh,
1: my gosh. Um, Well i really I really think one of the things that has stuck with me over the years is having watched my mom she had four kids, my dad traveled eighty percent of the time, um, and she had no help whatsoever and that recipe of of characteristics ended up leading to her becoming a an alcoholic and a, a drug addict and really, really, really in such an unfortunate way, kind of not reaching her full potential. And I think one of the, one of the reasons I started Thrive Her, and I think about it all the time, is what does a, how can a woman thrive when she is in an environment where she can safely ask for help and get the support she needs? So I think that was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned as a young person, for sure.
0: That is such a powerful lesson because as women we are fearful to ask for help. So how do you encourage a woman to ask for help and to you know extend themselves to choose better decisions? Yeah, I think I think you know we
1: talk about this a lot in ThriveHer but that one of our core values that we really believe in is that you are the CEO of your life. And so where we want to a lot of times or in the past, and I know I've done this quite frankly too, is we abdicate our decisions to other people. We we think other people are responsible for our level of success, for the level of support we have. And what I really try to instill in the women that, are, that I coach is that they are the CEO of the life. The buck stops with them if they need to hire somebody to help them clean their house or you know, order groceries um, online and have somebody deliver them to them or create um, systems in their house that allow them to, to feed their families with healthy meals and they're not having to do everything every night. Whatever the level of support is, um, whether they're dealing with their boss or their business partner or their family, that, that they take full responsibility and that the decisions that they make really create the life that they have and that is a very powerful place to be in as a woman for sure
0: so how does she get there because to be the ceo of your life it all starts with your mind and most of us our thoughts are so jumbled up and confused so how does she filter through her thoughts and change her mindset to believe that she is the ceo of her life
1: oh my gosh it's such a good it's such a good question i mean
0: I think that there's two
1: things that we that I talk about quite a lot. And one is one that you just touched on, which is how do my thoughts um, impact the way that I feel, which impacts the things that I do, which impacts the results that I have. So it all starts with thoughts, all, always starts with thoughts. And I'm a big believer that your thoughts actually create your life. So we really work on what we call self-coaching. And, and I've, I learned from my coach, Brooke Castillo, Self coaching model, which is all about what are my default thoughts and what are the thoughts that I'm going to have every day. You know, we have 65,000 thoughts a day, 85% of them are negative. Doesn't mean we're a negative person, it's just the way our brain is wired. 95% of them are repetitive. So, once we really sit down and do a thought download every single day, I do self coaching every single morning. I sit and think about what am I thinking about today and the thing that I'll notice is that those thoughts repeat themselves every single day, every single day. Most of them are the same thoughts. So then I pick one thought in the morning and I really go from what does that default thought look like to what is the deliberate thought look like that I can choose to think because I have the power We're the only, only living creatures that really have the power to choose our thoughts. So how do I take a thought that says I'm not good enough and, and move to a thought that says, I am 100% worthy because I'm made by God and I am 100% sufficient in the gifts and talents and strengths that I have today. And I practice the focus on those new thoughts. So that's one way. The second way I think is to recognize all of the small decisions you're already making in your life, Nadera. And I mean, literally like, what did I eat for breakfast? How many hours did I sleep last night? You know, um, what, clothing did I put on today, did I get showered, did I exercise, like all of the small things and start to take control of and decision making over the things that we just do naturally that become part of our routine and recognize that we can change one small thing at a time and start to work on, I'll give you an example. I've never made my bed in my entire adult life, like I'm just not a bed maker. And three years ago we moved to the lake and I decided that bed makers felt like disciplined people who start, I always call it start the day with a win, who start the day with a win. And I was gonna be determined to be a person who started every day with a win. I just never don't make my bed anymore. I just decided that I was gonna start making my bed. And the jump from I'm really um, potentially insecure or not confident about where I am to I'm the CEO of my life starts with all of those small decisions and starting to learn that we can number one decide Number two, trust ourselves to keep our commitments to ourselves every day. And once we start to knock some of those dominoes down, that's how we ultimately become the CEO of our life.
0: That is such a powerful tool. I think I will also pick one or two things from there and apply in my life. So for you to transition from a, a seventh grade school teacher to an eight figure CEO, what were your aha moments and transitions for you to get there?
1: Aha moments. Okay. So, so, the first jump from seventh grade school teacher to corporate America, probably the hardest jump. And the aha moments for me were that it wasn't about a skill set in making that jump, it was about a belief system in what I had to offer. So, I positioned myself in that first jump um, on this positioning. I am a champion, and I'll tell you more about that, and I'm a great teammate. So I really looked back into my past about the things that I had done and accomplished, and what I realized was no matter what team I was on, no matter what position I had, no matter what, I went back and cited like all the ways that I had risen to the top, become a champion, you know, been awarded for the performance that I had done. It had nothing to do with the job I was walking into, but what I, who I am at the core of who I am, So that was a big aha moment. Second big aha moment was um, I started my first business with two other men and I think I realized soon in the aha for me was I did it because I thought I needed a man in my business because I had never run a business before. I thought I needed a man in my business to be a good business person. Biggest aha didn't need them at all. and then I think that you know, my, my last business that I'd sold a couple years ago, I started that in the midst of breast cancer. I was literally six months into treatment for breast cancer completely bald and just, um, and just woke up one morning and realized that if I go back to all that woman who was a school teacher and got her first job in corporate America, that I was a champion, that I was a winner, that I was somebody who was gonna make it no matter what, that my success was inevitable because of how I thought, how hard I worked and how I treated people. And that even in the midst of having breast cancer, that I could make that transition, which was super scary at the time. And it ended up being kind of the key to how I got to where I am today. So so I think those were some of the big aha moments. I haven't thought back that far, Nadira. You're taking me back quite a, quite a long ways ago today.
0: <laughs> well, that is so powerful that you were able to fight through breast cancer and survive it and actually thrive and then now found a company that's helping other women thrive her. So a woman, a woman is seated across you and she is struggling whatever her struggles are. How do you help her to believe that she's a champion and believe that she can make the right decisions to create a future that she cannot even believe that she can create at that moment in time? Oh my gosh
1: you know part of it is I think um... I think it stems back to my own purpose. I'm going to just talk about purpose for a second, but my own purpose, which is to help inspire and activate women to live their purpose, leverage their strengths and love what they do so that they can thrive. And I think where I always start with a woman, no matter what is, let's get to the core of your purpose. And for me, that really means helping them to identify who they're meant to serve, which is not them, which we all think it's, you know, I've got, what's important is my goals and what we really realize in life is that it's really about serving other people. So who are they meant to serve? What are their God given talents and strengths that they do like superpowers that they think are no big deal that are actually a really big deal. And the third is the transformation and results that they help people get. And when they get in touch with that, I think that's the first moment that you start to really unlock for a woman wow, this is why God put me here on this earth. This is why I'm here. And I have to step into this purpose. And what does it look like can unfold in 10 different ways. But I think it's really the confidence of knowing this is how I'm inherently wired and how much can be leveraged because of that. So I think that's always the first place. The second is I think the only way they build the confidence is to get into what we call massive action. And let me explain the difference between that and passive action, which is, you know, passive action is I'm going to go back and get another degree. I'm going to finish this certification. I'm going to read this book. And then I'm going to know I'm going to get this training and then I'm going to be equipped. Um, all of those things are important. Those are not the things that make a difference or build confidence. The things that make a difference and build confidence is what we would call getting into the arena, getting with real people and serving real people, being vulnerable and telling them what you're doing and allowing yourself to fail and learn until you succeed. And so I think that's the combination, like knowing your purpose and then getting into massive action based on what you know you're supposed to be here to do every day and how you start to really not continue to learn to be better at what you do, which we call passive action, but really get into massive action and get into the arena and do it.
0: You mentioned something um, about keeping on, even if you fail until you succeed. But some individuals get so scared when they fail and they get stuck. And they try to get out of that mindset, but they can't get out of that mindset. How do you encourage someone to overcome the fear of failure and just do it anyway?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's a journey, right? So I, I would say this, that success is the worst teacher. It's the worst teacher. When we're successful and it comes so easy to us, there's really not a lot that we learn. There's not a lot that we have to really dig in and improve on to be able to get what we want. Um, and so what I really try to do in, in, our, in our programs and in the women that I coach is normalize failing. But especially when you're an entrepreneur, um, this is not going to go on a performance review. This does not determine whether you get a merit raise this year, whether you get a $5,000 bonus this year, this is really about continuing to fail, to be able to get the experiences, to make better decisions the next time and ultimately get to success. And so I think what, I think I really want to share this message and shout it from the rooftops that, um, celebrate the failures as well as the successes, celebrate the lessons that come from the failures. celebrate, The experiences that come from those lessons, and I was, I'm going to try to pull it up on my phone while I'm talking to you here, but there was a great, um, Sarah Blakely, um, the CEO or former CEO of Spanx, has a great little coffee cup Monday thing she posts every Monday, and I'm going to try to find the one that she posted a couple weeks ago that just was like, you know, the only way you make good decisions is from making bad decisions and the only way, or the only way you get experience is from making bad decisions. And the only way to, or um, the only way to, to get better at making good decisions is to have made bad decisions. And, and I think just normalizing failure and normalizing that we don't win every time. I think we just have a society that says that that's so terrible. And there's so much to be gleaned and learned from that so much
0: well said give ourselves permission to fail i know for myself my younger self would have been like nope i'm not failing i have to succeed but the older i get i realize yes it's important to fail so that you learn and you can pivot or iterate your solution for the market or dig deeper into your purpose so just to switch the conversation a bit i'm going to ask you random questions don't overthink okay. it. <laughs> but whatever comes to mind, um, let it just share with me and then we can take it from there. Okay. All righty. So if you could interview a famous person, who would you choose?
1: Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts is, a, is the host of Good Morning America, a news show in the United States who is a former basketball player, um, amazing athlete, ESPN interviewer. Um, She is one of my favorite people, but she also started a, a, a segment on Good Morning America called Thriver Thursday. And I just think that her and I are like sisters from another mister. I would just love to interview her.
0: That is awesome. What are your dreams and ambitions? My dreams and ambitions
1: are to reach as many women as possible who are sitting in a job today that they absolutely hate, scared to death of pursuing their own dreams. And as a result are simply surviving every day. I want to reach as many women as I can in that position to help them if they want to start their own businesses and really create the life that they absolutely love. I think about it all the time.
0: That's beautiful. And I like how you mentioned if they want, because many of us dream of things, but we don't want to put the action into it. The other question is, when do you feel the most in control?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, I feel less and less in control every day. Um, I feel the most in control when I let God be in control. I feel the, I feel the, I I was having this experience this morning, prepping for a thing I've got to speak at at my church on Thursday. And I just thought if I would just realize that it has nothing to do with me and everything with my ability to say yes and being obedient to show up and use my gifts, God will take care of the rest. And that's when I feel most in control.
0: That is so beautiful. But, you know, at the same time, I'm also learning this. It's not something that I have it, you know, on the fingertips but um you know control is such a what's the word comforting place to be in because then you can you know maneuver things to your advantage but you saying when you hand over everything to god that's when you feel most in control um, just take us a little bit deeper
1: yeah i think i think and this is the this is the thing that i'm constantly paying attention to in my mind Madeira is, am I in a thought that says, what is this level of success going to mean for me? Or what does this outcome mean for me? Or am I in a level of mindset of what does this mean to serve and use and, and live my purpose and really serve other people? And I, was, I literally was just having this conversation with my husband at lunch. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like I've got a, a workshop that I'm teaching on Friday and I really, I went through this process in the month of November that was ended up in a tremendous business success and I wanted to share it with other people. And I find that as I'm putting together the presentation, I'm in perfectionist mode. Like this has to be perfect. This it's not going to be valuable unless everything is just right. When I'm in, how does this make me look? Then I know I'm not surrendering control to God when I'm in. I really want to serve. I really know that it doesn't matter about what words I have on a PowerPoint presentation. It matters about the energy that I bring. It matters about who I'm allowing and really in my case, allowing God to work through me to bring that energy to the women that that's going to make the biggest difference, not how perfect my slides are. And so when I'm in perfectionist mode, or I'm in thinking about how it's going to make me look mode, then I stop, redirect those thoughts to this is not about me, less of me, more of him. When I get into that energy, oh my gosh! I used to, and I'll give you another example. I used to have a sticky on my lap on my desktop that um, that said a million dollars on it, and for some reason, you know, I think getting back to a seven figure business has been like my very first big milestone goal. And so I've had this sticky on my desk and I look at it every day. I, 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 um, I really think about what life looks like at a million dollars. I think about the financial freedom and how much money I'm going to make and what I'm going to travel and what kind of freedom of time I'm going to have and all of those things. And when I'm in that energy of, this is what I want for me. Um, oh my gosh, Madeira, I went through six months this last year of just really struggling to figure out what I was going to do in my business. When I changed my sticky, and here's my new sticky. I did a Bible study 10 years ago. Three things, I had to come up with three words that really represented my purpose. They were Christ, connect, and coach. And This was 15 years ago, before I even became a coach. And now my sticky is just Christ, coach, and connect every day. That's, that's, if I, I know that if I talk about the Lord, if I'm really serving and helping other people, and I'm just connecting and meeting new women... I'm going to be fulfilled. It's going to be meaningful. I'm going to feel satisfied and the money will take care of itself. So I, I want to stay in that energy of surrender to who God is bringing in my life every day. What I, what I have on my calendar. Like, why are we here together on your calendar? Hopefully there's a listener that needed this message today. And how did we even get connected? I got to believe that that all came from a higher power. And when I surrender to that and just show up, Um, I know that that is where the best work gets done every day.
0: Yes, surrendering and just allowing God to have his way. And as you said, how did we even connect? I did not know you before, you know, organizing this podcast interview. And it's amazing how when we truly surrender to God, that we get to see impossible things become possible. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then and then to get to know
1: you, even the little bit of time that we spent together, I know exactly why you were attracted to me and I was attracted to you. I know exactly why. Um, you know, so it just is, is trusting that even though you might not have the result that you want, that there are things in your orbit, things that are happening around you that you don't even know about, that are about to come into your existence. And they come from the energy and the the surrender to um, being committed to living that purpose every day.
0: Well said. So if your younger self was sitting across you, what would you tell her? I
1: would tell her to to know that um, there doesn't have to be so much hustle and hard work, that it really is about stepping into things you already have and recognizing them and letting god bring things into your existence that are meant for you that oh it almost makes me emotional think about it that when you strive for things that will make you more successful more money more everything that that really the road that ends at the end of that road does not end in joy that it really is in the joy of knowing that every person that you work with, every, every customer that you have, every opportunity that opens its door, that, that there's an ease and a flow to working and to, to life that doesn't mean no pain, no gain. You know, hustle and hard work are the only routes. That is what I would tell my younger self for sure. That's what I tell my daughter.
0: That is so beautiful. I can't even add on to it. So how do people get in touch with you or get to know more about Thrive Her?
1: Yeah, you know, a really good place, because we think everything starts with purpose. A really good place to start is to go to our website, thrive-her.com slash roadmap. We've got a little, we've got a document documented download that'll, that'll walk you through the seven steps to find your purpose. And that's just a free gift to your audience and a great place to start. And that'll get you into our um, system where we'll send you an email once a week. We call it the Thrive Heart Thursday email. It'll be encouraging and positive and um, some lessons every week or learnings every week. Um, and that's the best place to get started. Let's just start a dialogue around purpose and kind of what you're meant to do every day. And um, and we'll take it from there.
0: So what is your pattern shot to the listener?
1: Yeah, I would say that... Um, I would highly encourage you to really get anchored in what you're here to do on this earth and do not compromise until you're doing it in some capacity every single day. That no matter what your title is, what your paycheck says, where you live in your neighborhood, um, you know, how successful your business is, that you'll only be surviving until you plug into your purpose and that is how we thrive.
0: Dear listener, I hope you got that. Plug into your purpose because that's the only way you can thrive. So until next time, thanks for tuning in.